Hello, and welcome to the Truck Schmucks Podcast. The views and opinions that you hear on the show do not represent the agency or fire department that we are part of. These are strictly our opinions and our views. This also includes our guests that come on the show. With that in mind, we thank you for your continued support and sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is John from the Truck Schmucks Podcast, and before we jump right into the episode, I would like to take this time to thank our sponsors. First being Chief Miller. Head over to ChiefMillerApparel.com and check out all the cool swag he's got over there on his website. Also, don't forget to follow him on all the social media pages. Next, Firehouse Cookie Company. They got a lot of tasty treats, everything from alcohol-infused treats to edible cookie dough. For example, head over to firehousecookieco.com, type in truck schmucks to receive 25% off your order. Next, I would like to thank Direct Attack Apparel. Head over to directattackapparel.com, check out all their cool swag from t-shirts to patches. Type in schmucks10 to receive 10% off. Also, I would like to welcome Stash Salt Mustache Wax, which I am super excited for to say this, the official mustache wax of the Truck Schmucks podcast. But Mr. Stash Salt also has products for you ladies. Check out the Salty Jane line from Stash Salt. Type in Truck Schmucks to receive 25% off. We're live. We're on 17, aren't we? We are, man. Great timing. Someone just stood up. There we go. <laughs> All right. So here we are. We're live. We're doing it live. So here we are with the truck schmucks again on episode 17. I don't know why I'm talking like that. So we, I'll do a quick little tidbit here. We were going to go on someone else's show last week, but that big ass storm came through and we all got busy. So we ended up not doing it. So we were going to be the guests for once, but that has been delayed. So here we are now doing our episode in return, not return in exchange. I don't know. Words. I'm half awake. You hopped up on painkillers. I wish. Ibuprofen, you know. It's so, good stuff. Yep. Did you say that at the same time? A little weird. So, our guests, um, let's just jump right into it. Our guests today are NYC IGY6 Fitness. Um, you might know them from their Instagram handle. Um, Chris and Christine are our guests today. Um, you guys want to start just by saying a little bit about yourselves and, um, like your, your backstories and then your respectful, um, professions and then, and then we'll go from there. Uh, yeah, I like Christine. No, you, you can go, you can go first. No, just, before I get started, just, um, my opinion is my opinion. It does not reflect any opinions of the New York City Fire Department. Now that I said that, I can say whatever I want. Um, you can go first? No, you can go. All right, well. So, real quick, they are, can I say, you're engaged. Yes. And so there yeah. will be some bickering back and forth. 
and it's going to be an awesome episode. <laughs> so. I do it with everybody. That's not just him. <laughs> I, was, I was mildly offended that she wanted to be on her own screen and not share, like, here. I can't share with you because you're, like, there. I'd be, like, <laughs> Oh, we have two disclaimers on the show because I do one at the beginning before everything starts, and you did your own. <laughs> We're covering all the bases, man. The social media policy, because I mean, guys on my job get jammed up for an opinion. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, we had one guest that we ended up because of that, and we were actually going to schedule re-recording with him, and he was explaining, and like multiple guys on his department got fired for that. So he's like, uh, "Can we just not do that episode and do something again later?" It's like hidden in a vault. On my computer, it's like the lost archive of a, of an episode. So, like you see it, like if you listen to our show, it's like jumping from like episode twelve to like thirteen. Uh, no, fourteen. <laughs> Fuck is thirteen? Don't worry about thirteen. Eleven teen. <laughs> We're not so good 12. with numbers, are we? Yeah, you know, I I went to public school. I'm sorry. So did I. I went to public school in New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, yeah. School in Brooklyn. It, it, it doesn't matter. I'm dumb as hell. So, yeah, let's, Chris, go ahead and um, right. so, uh, take the wheel on that. What's your backstory? Well, I've been a firefighter for the last six years. Um, I joined since we got started about two years ago. Right around the time I was, I was working at another gym and ultimately decided to leave. Um, my story finish goes back to well before me being on the job. We're talking maybe 2011, 2012, I really started to take myself serious. Uh, I was a college athlete up uh, here in New York. And obviously, I didn't go anywhere because um, here I am. Uh, put up a lot of weight as a result of injury. Um, Basically threw my shoulder out and got really lazy, got really into being a college student. So just everything that goes along with it. Uh, I was preparing to take my NLM, which was my nursing school entrance exam. I finished all my prerequisites. I was actually in the in the process of transferring to uh, the University of Central Florida. Um, and it turns out getting a student loan again in another state is really, really hard. So I took the test. My cousin ultimately pushed me to do it. Took the test extremely well and when I got my listing I figured all right this, this is going to be what I'm going to do let me take myself a little more seriously right around the time I was working for Reebok and right around the time they had set up a their licensing agreement with CrossFit and I also recently got a P90X right around the same time so everything kind of came together me working at Reebok Fitness Store which is right above what used to be called Reebok CrossFit at that point and it was a second sport. Started competing, and it perfectly lined me up uh, to not only make it through the academy, but to succeed in the academy and pass the academy. And my passion fitness, coupled with me falling in love with a job that I didn't necessarily know that I wanted, um, came together, and here we more or less are. Um, two years later, we've. Myself and Christine were responsible for the careers of 15 FDNY firefighters, two police officers, one member of the United States Navy, and I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, oh, we, we were part of two uh, firefighter classes in the State Fire Academy for a stretch. We, me and Christine both rewrote 
their fifth program, uh, which is currently being put in place, sorry, which is currently in place of the academy, even though we are no longer uh, stationary. That's awesome. That's that's so cool. My favorite thing about NYCIG Y6 is that it's not just, um, it doesn't just speak to firefighters, it's first responders as a whole and anyone in any profession really, but um, I especially love that, um, you know, EMS, fire, police, special forces, everyone kind of has a voice in this program. So it's like very all encompassing. We even have to, to cut you off real quick. We even have someone who's a teacher. Yes. Um, she's she's probably one of the strongest individuals in in our in our program. Like she's a tiny little thing, and she started from only doing yoga to like throwing a bag around as what we call viciously dainty as possible. And she's yeah, she's a teacher. She's a, she's badass. I give that to her. So yeah, it's all, all all different types of all different types of people, not just first responders. I've, even though we're targeted to them, it's anybody jumps in right a big part of that was you know again i speak just for new york city because that's really you know that's all i really know as far as the emergency services community goes we work so close together on on any at a fire you're gonna have uh obviously us doing our thing ems and making sure we're okay police constantly making sure that seems secure we're okay that you know not, nothing bad happens to us we it's at one point i mean given it's it's individual agencies that are all working together. And that was a big part of the, the inspiration in IGY6. I very easily could have gone down the road of making it just a firefighter fitness uh, program. And I thought that would have been irresponsible and honestly arrogant to do. So I, I bought, again, and then Christine brings her own level of expertise to this. On the EMS uh, side, plus we both know personally a lot of cops. One of my business partners is a cop. Um, and just, kind of creating a program geared toward all three branches of the New York City Civil Service is what I think really drives the program in a different direction than everyone else. Yeah, I love that it's like all three branches because like you just said, it you all work um, in unison, especially on you know a big job where EMS is present, fire is handling their job and PD is, is also present. So it's, I love that like you work um, kind of in tandem with each other and then also you know focus Separate. on right focus on like the physical aspect and the health aspect of it together as well um so christine you you're fdny ems um, i am so tell us um now your backstory and, and how you started with um, with that okay. um well my backstory is completely different than chris's i don't really have a professional fitness background it started out I mean I, we've spoke about this before but like I was growing up I was what people will call the fat friend and you know it was it was okay back then like you know it is what it is but kids grow up kids get cruel you know and then you realize that you want to change yourself whether it's for the good for yourself whatever it may be so <laughs> we, we had a joke that my first encounter with any type of fitness was the good old Thai bow videos that we used to have on yes. the <laughs> so, yeah, it was the Thai bow thing. Well I you know I was didn't have money to afford like you know go into a gym so we had to do something in the house. And thirty six bucks for how many tapes we had, that's what we had. So oh, yeah, um, tapes. Tape, not DVDs. Yeah. VHS. No VHS. VHS. <laughs> and, Beta and, uh, Laser oh, yeah. is that I, 
is there the day <laughs> long with a tape and you had to stick it in. It was a slit about this big and you put it in. Yeah. Real thing. <laughs> rewind it and bring it back to Blockbuster. Like you were just a bad person. I still have my Blockbuster rewind. card actually. I I bought, um, no, so I mean, it kind of started from there and then along the lines, like I've met different people. I've, I've gone like different types of fitness um congregations i guess you could say or programs i've been a part of there's the zumba there's the yoga there's the kickboxing there's everything else and with that i kind of when i officially went to a gym i kind of grew to understand how the muscles should be working and what benefited me and my job like my job i've only been an fdny emt for about two and a half years but i was uh, an emt for the privates for two years before that and then before that i had no job close to being a first responder i was a waitress i was a bartender i was um, I worked a receptionist in a law firm and all that stuff. So, um, but I was still very in tune with a lot of people and what each job entitled is just, I, I'm a people watcher. I see how people work. Like say if I'm on scene with my partner, I'm in my ambulance. I see how, look at NYPD and every police officer. Look at the belt that they're carrying. Their, their hips are always out of whack and their ankles and their back. And look at firemen and like, look at all you guys, like what all the equipment that you wear. You know, that's like, what, a hundred and something pounds worth of stuff. You have to prepare yourself for that. But mm -hmm. I also, like, I also really understand how muscles work and how that, what you're supposed to feel and kind of how to prevent it. So, I mean, it is with, with me, it's, I, my, my whole fitness history is just my personal history along with helping other people that are either my friends, family or friends of friends. So that's, awesome. that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any like I have no previous coach experience until recently. Um, all be told, uh, and being a part of the New York State Fire Academy was actually kind of cool. I got to yell at a few people, which was fun. I mean, I got yelled at in the academy, and so did everybody else. That was what FDNY Academy does. You know, they break you down to build you up. So it was fun to kind of like reciprocate that a little bit. <laughs> No, there was always a purpose. There's always a purpose. Like it's, I, I learned that, I mean, a lot of people like this, like a prime example, like there's a couple of athletes in our group that are now uh, firefighters that to this day, they thank me and that, that I was yelling in their face because with that, it actually gave them the, the stamina and the, just the extra push to do what they were doing because they, instead of giving up on themselves, if someone's yelling at you to push you harder, you're not going to give up. You're going to see it through. So there's always a reason behind it. It's not just to yell. There's, there's always a reason. Right. Yeah, when she throws some bass behind her voice, it's terrifying. Absolutely <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I have no bass in my voice. <laughs> they actually well, that. That's a lie. That's an absolute lie. Send help. Hmm. But yeah. So that's, you know, I love that um, you and Chris's background are, are very different in the sense that he came from like a, a sports focused background. Um, mm -hmm. and, and you necessarily didn't, um, but that, that speaks to a lot of different members on FDNY EMS, on FDNY, on NYPD, and so on and so forth. Um, not everyone is, was a star athlete in, in college. I'm not saying that Chris was, but you know, he played, um, he tried, <laughs> he tried, it was um, no, I, no, I absolutely wasn't, no, not even close. Subtle, subtle this. <laughs> Um, but like for me, I had, I played sports since I could literally walk. Um, I tried everything and everything. Um, you know, but I have a friend who's on FD and hadn't touched a sport in, in his life. And, um, 
you know, it, it really took a little bit of extra work and momentum to get into, you know, quote unquote fitness for, to prepare for the career path that he wanted. Um, so I, I love that both of you kind of hit both ends of the spectrum to still come to this one common, you know, profession. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to hear like how you just touched upon about like how, um, your fitness journey before the academy prepared you then for both FDNY EMS as well as FDNY Academy. So whoever um, wants to start. Well, before that, well, I, the only kind of academy I had to base myself on was I knew a lot of people in the, it, that were firemen now. So I only knew what the fire side and what, what they, what they did not expect and what they had to deal with when they were there for, I, I don't even know how many weeks it is, but forever, it seems like. And um, it's what they told me is insanity. Well, it used to be, it used to be really rigorous and, and, and tough on the body and stuff like that. So I was preparing myself once I put that request in, um, the, sorry, the, um, the foreman, the application to be in FDNY EMS, I was just like, all right, I'm going to train, like I'm going to the fire Academy. Cause I don't know what to expect from EMS. I didn't know anybody on the FDNY EMS side. So I'm like, I'm like, all right. So I took it to a gym and I went running, um, which sorry, but it sucks. I hate running. I don't know who, but I know you probably enjoy, I hate running, but, um, I did that. The Stairmaster alone, I would do that for, I don't know, like 30 minutes. It, it's just constantly just doing that. Like I knew, obviously I knew that most of the time you're going to be in push-up position, high plank, right? Yep. So I used to go to like that machine that used to do the chest presses and just sit there and go like this with as much weight as almost close to my body weight, just to prepare certain muscles. And then just doing all that stuff. And like, like I said, knowing how the body works and how um, certain how your body moves and how it's supposed to move with certain things. I prepared it in different ways from what any kind of um, machinery or material that I had. That's how I practiced and that's how I became prepared for that. Also eating right is huge because if you have like a big meat dinner the day before get running the next day, you're going to be sweating and possibly gasping for air. So it's not exactly always good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically how I prepared for it. It was, I took it to a gym or I took it to, i tell you the truth, make fun of me if you want. Zumba helped a lot when it came to that, that, uh, and that cardiovascular yeah, 100% because, and it's all legs too, because when my friend used to teach it, she did a lot more than just what you would see like on television or these DVDs that they hand out or whatever they have now. Like it's a little bit more, she was more intense. She was a lot of jumping, a lot of lunges, a lot of squats, a lot of this, a lot of that. So mm-hmm. I had the legs from that too, along with the engine. And, you know, that kind of prepared me as well as also helped me to prepare to run. Like I didn't, like, like you said, I, I wasn't an athlete, so I had to build myself up from basically nothing. Right. And you also did so many um, multidisciplinary um, types of physical fitness. Mm-hmm. You did Zumba, you did P90X, you mentioned you did, um, mm-hmm. you know, you were practicing your um, hashtag NYPD front leaning rest, which is you in a high plank. Um, I know that the NYPD, um, my boyfriend told me when he was in the academy, he was very familiar with that position and his shoulders would kill him. It's the same across the board almost, right? Oh, great. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you have to definitely practice that for sure. Low planks aren't aren't a thing when you're in the academy. It's all high plank. And you have to learn how to do it. That's a lot of scapula. That's a lot of shoulders. 
Oh yeah. You, you'll learn how to, that's another thing. You'll learn how to roll your scabs back and, and become one stiff, solid board, like practice in boots. I recommend that because you're not going to be in running sneakers when you're doing all this stuff. And when you're online and for roll call, you're not in that you're in boots. So right. practice and that so like, and, and stuff. This is what I, I love to hear. Like not just preparing. First of all, I love that you said the second I submitted my application, handed yes. it in was the mm -hmm. day that I said, I want this career. Um, I might not get it, but I'm going to go ahead and start preparing oh, yeah. for it as if mm -hmm. I'm going to get it tomorrow. That's the mindset that you should, everyone should have from the jump. Um, but also, a lot of that. what? Good is the operative word here. Um, unfortunately, right. the idea of just general preparation, let alone the level of preparation required for um, whether it be fire academy, PD, or, or boot camp, it's 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 usually a case of too little, too late, or not realizing uh, that you've slacked. And I'll use slack in a, in a general term here because I'm not really sure how else to phrase it. Uh, realize you've messed up; it's already too late. And that that's kind of something that we I want to say emphasize. We definitely overemphasize it. Uh, we try to be aside from just a, a fitness preparedness program, we try to be a funnel of information. There's a lot of good information that's out there, but for every good piece of information, there's four or five god-awful pieces of information. Not only when it comes to fitness, but just at the job as a whole. Um, what we're able to do is just kind of bring it all to one place and, and drive the point home that it's not just about preparedness for the academy, but it's the building of habits that are going to carry you through to wherever long you wind up being on the job. Because it's not a matter of just being on the job. It's, it's quality of physical ability while you're on the job. Because a lot of these jobs collapse sooner than they should for one reason or another. Sometimes catastrophic injuries happen. You really can't control that. It's it's the the foreseeable injuries that we really do in prevent. And that was, that's a big, big portion of the program is injury prevention. A lot yeah. of these shoulder injuries. So our, I mean, our thing is building the body to not only withstand injury, but to just not wear down as quickly. That's that was a big part, at least on my end earlier on. Well, but it's also which, training. Oh, go ahead, Christine. No, 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 get stuff. Go, go, go. Um, real quick, it was just um, just being um, having the agility to when you do fall, your body knows how to protect itself, and you you learn that through um, functional fitness. You learn all that through working out. So when you do sustain an injury, you're able to either prevent it from getting to um like a horrible point or you're able to bounce back that much quicker so like you know this pro your your program is it's not just about um you know fitness but it's also about functional fitness it's functional rehab it's it's how to prevent those injuries while literally going down for the fall um but chris christine what are you gonna say no, yeah, I was going to say we can't, we're not superheroes. We can't prevent any injury. You're going to get hurt. Like, it, it, I mean, well, hopefully knock on wood, you don't, you don't get hurt seriously, but everyone's going to sustain their injury. Like, everyone's going to have some sort of back pain because, let's face it, it, when you're, I don't know, like, say I'm on the EMS side. So, like, when I have to pick up a 300-pound patient, I'm not going to be like, okay, is my squat stance good enough? Am I going low? Am I, no, you just work rapidly to do what you got to do. So, in order to do the, the functional fitness and do um, preparing your body is what you're, what you're doing is preparing the muscles around your joints, around your bones, around everything that possibly can get injured. So it's kind of like protecting it. 
And then, so then you know that if you, if you do sustain injury, like I was out for almost 10 months with a back injury, but once I started getting better and I got the clearance from my chiropractor that I can start doing recovery, I was doing my own recovery. Like I knew how, cause like going back to how I know my body and how I know how some muscles work and all that stuff. I, I went back to functional fitness and just basically started I, like I say from square one, because you, you, you're going, you know, the movements, you go through the movements, you go slow. And then you build up that, that stamina again, you build up that muscle again to support the healing process of when you're going through other therapy as well. So, I mean, it's not just, we're not trying to prevent injury. We're trying to prevent serious injury. Right. Because if you're not prepared, if your body itself is not prepared for anything or it doesn't have that muscle or that, that core, like any, like the core strength of it, it's going to get hurt. And you, you know, we try to not have that happen. That's, totally. that's a big part of the program is, uh, and again, it's not just something that's proprietary to us. It's especially within the world of functional fitness. The idea of the, uh, the idea of core extremity is uh, a monster emphasis. Us. Now our core isn't just the sexy beach muscle that everybody tries to have. And I still don't have, and I can't figure out why the fuck I don't. But the, the course ever from the clavicle down to the pelvis and everywhere around. So the stronger you are within this area at the major socket joints, so um, your hip and your shoulders, by default, as you get further away from the body, as you get further away from the center of, of uh, the center of your midline, you as a fringe benefit do become stronger. So the stronger you are ultimately in your trunk, the less likely you are to sustain. Oh, you're like, it's like you're saying, you are going to have an injury, but the less like you are to have that injury linear to the point where it's going to affect you just not only on the job, but quality of life. Right. And to what Christine um, touched on, um, officers wear 30 pounds on their hips, on mm -hmm. just their hips, which is God awful for your psoas, for your spine. All and you have to all they run with that on. So, I mean, right. it's even worse. Right. Um, you know, when you put on an SCBA, um, depending on the make and model, um, I forgot the, the weight behind it, but like, you know, up to a hundred pounds. So your, your turn at your SCBA, which should, uh, be cinched at the weight at the waist. So most of the weight is put onto your, your hips rather than your shoulders. But if you're wearing it incorrectly, now you're tightening a lot of stresses on your shoulders. So basically what I'm trying to, you know, get at is exactly what you said, Chris, um, to where your core is a fundamental uh, strong point for um, you know a lot of movements and also a lot of baggage that comes with your respective um, profession and it's it's definitely something not to be overlooked um, also I want to touch on how I know Christine you mentioned it earlier diet your diet especially going through an academy is everything it has oh, yeah. a lot like i'm such a huge i have a i have ibs and i battle with it a lot but what i've learned through just reading up on it is the gut brain access is huge it is your gut is your second brain so your body will follow suit depending on your nutrition and everything is specific to you everyone is different but i know that if i'm hitting, you know, my protein for the day and I'm getting enough like simple and complex carbs in, I'm better able to recover. I'm going to perform better. I won't have brain fog. I won't have fatigue. So if I'm at the academy and busting my ass, I'm still able to come home 
and spend the X amount of hours that I'm going to need to do studying, but also retaining that information because I don't, I'm not exhausted from outputting all this energy into my day. So feel free to jump on that. Well, I mean, that's a big part of it. I mean, it's again, going back to the idea of common knowledge, the body under stress, the body under tension, cognition immediately knows that. I mean, if you have ever tried to make a decision under stress, and it can be not necessarily a physical stress, <clears throat> but if you're just having a shitty day and then try to make a rash decision, decision, decision. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> a rash decision around it, it's tough. Now, multiply that same stress by um, just physical fatigue. Physical fatigue and then stressors of actually functioning at, while operating. It could be at an MVA. DIs, DIs at the academy screaming in your face constantly. Right. Right. Then, you, that, that, you don't that, want to deal with that. Where there's a reason behind why things are done. So we try to, within our program, try to replicate at least the physical stressors that you're more, more than likely going to experience during an evolution. Now, the, the big thing that we emphasize that we're preparing you for the evolutions, not the PT. The PT is a, is a monster unto itself. If you're going into the academy looking to get in shape, you've already fucked up. That's just 110% the truth. We're there to kind of replicate the stresses that you're going to see doing what's and stuff. Get ready for motivationality because that's going to kick you square right in the face. Moving an inch and three quarter, I think it's 150 feet, Chris, maybe something like that. It's uh, yeah. One and then two and a half are the same way, but you're gonna have some uh, so, some salty guy in your ear, you know, telling you that you, you got to do it this way, you got to do it that way. Um, that that's that's kind of our bread and butter is bringing the the push pull drag aspect of it and physical job readiness as opposed to preparing for the PT program. I love that. No, I agree because if you're if you're fit, put it this way. Have you ever been so physically tired that you forgot while you walked into the next room? And that's not even, that's not even, that's not even going on a call. Like, I mean, if you're going, the, the fight or flight thing is, is real. Like that a hundred percent is real. And if you're exhausted and your body is aching, the only thing you're going to be thinking about is how am I going to do this job? Oh my God, my back hurts, my shoulder, my, my ankle, my, whatever the case may be. And it's going to fog up your neck. That's profession, whatever, that, whatever it may be. And that's, that's why it's super important to get to, to kind of eliminate um, <laughs> as much stressors as possible. If something becomes second nature, then you can essentially become autopilot to that and, you know, reserve that cognitive thinking and power towards something else that you really need to focus on. So if, if um, you know, dragging a hose is something that's natural to you because you had train for it, um, then you won't be stressed out. You won't be thinking about it to what you just said. Um, I mean, I, we just, in my department, we had two working fires. Um, we had a shed fire and two MBAs, including a boat all in like a week and a half. That's the busiest my small town department has ever been in like 10 years. And, um, I saw firsthand on the fire ground, like, you know, like I said, we're a small town. We don't get that many jobs, but it was frantic and people were running and tripping. And it just, I took a step back and I was like, this looks horrible because it's not practice. And I can't tell you the amount of guys who had to take a step back before 
operations even commenced because they were out of breath. Mm-hmm. Like physical fitness is not something that's very prevalent, um, at least in, in my department. And that's something I would love to change. Um, and, you know, it's something that does, every department needs to focus on that, not just FDNY, FDNY, EMS, and NYPD, but, um, you know, our, this country is made up of primarily volunteer departments and it, it's something that shouldn't be overlooked. See, that's, that's something that's, that's weird, that, that, not weird, but it's good that you brought up because, I mean, if you look at firefighting and you look at EMS, the firefighters are the ones that are always looked at as the strong, the, the physically fit um, profession. And then you look at the EMS and what do you think of, you think of EMS? Do you think of sloppy people, uh, eat fast food all day? Um, like, what do they have to really do? I mean, in fact, when, I mean, I don't know how it is outside of the FDNY and outside of like working for a hospital out by me, but, um, you're, you're carrying down a, a prime example. We work, we have projects out here. So we have sometimes the elevators don't work. So you have to walk up to the 12th floor with your oxygen bag, with your tech bag, with your stair chair, with oh. all that stuff just to get up there. Now to go up these stairs, they're cement or metal stairs in the back with no air whatsoever sometimes what are we in august now so dead of the summer you can't breathe you can't naturally breathe in there so you have to have that that engine or at least that background to be able to breathe just to walk up the stairs to get to your patient because no offense i don't want to be a patient for my partner or vice versa we have we're here for a reason we're here to take care of that one patient that's up there whether or not it's a toe pain or got a bit of stroke we have to get up there in one piece. And it's, it, it's one thing that like, hopefully one day that the EMS side will be, will take the fitness level a little bit more serious. Cause granted we don't have to carry all the tools and we're not carrying hundreds of pounds of gear and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, we still need to be just as active and just as strong because what now we walked up to 12 flights. Now we have to carry down the 12 flights. So, I mean, that, yeah, you need some kind of strength. You can't just be like, you know, existing. You have to exist with a purpose and you have to be strong enough to do that. I love that you brought that up because that, that is a stigma. You are completely right. If When I close my eyes and think of EMS, fast food sitting in the ambulance for hours on end. But that's, mm-hmm. that's, what the, that's the image that gets portrayed and it's, not, it's definitely not true. Um, but I... EMS, um, you know, fitness standards should be, um, you know, equivalent to, you know, FDNY or, you know, fire and police. I think it all should be a prevalent part of your profession. Cause like you said that a stair chair isn't, isn't light. And then you're carrying bulky bags. I'm sorry, but like you're substitute the turnout for, you know, your you know, whatever you are, like, and that's, you're still lifting, to me, it's, yeah. it's equivalent, so yeah. I, and it's not, yeah, there's not, like, a fire breathing down your throat, but you have the same week that we had all those fires and the, and the MBAs, there was traumatic injury where um, a tree branch fell on a man's head and cracked it open, and we had his workers around us saying, what are you doing? Help us you know, take them to the hospital. What are you doing? Literally pushing us. And that's something that, I mean, fire does deal with that in like traumatic situations, but I feel like EMS, you'll get that so much more. So it's, mm-hmm. it's outside forces, outside stressors, kind of like that DI in the academy. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, these, these victims, family members or friends 
at some points can physically assault you because they're, they're so stressed out in the moment. So like, you're not just physically, your profession isn't just physically demanding. Like you said, it, it's mentally. also mentally. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, another, that's the other, that's the other, like, you know, job of a DI is because I mean, PD will tell you the same thing. Police officers will tell you the same thing. You have, especially now, today's day and age, everyone has a cell phone and screaming and doing all this stuff. Like, you have to be able to focus on what you're doing and taking care of the situation, whatever that situation may be. If you're an officer, it's crowd control. If it's EMS, it's a patient. If it's uh, fire, if you have to get to, if you have to get to the hydrant, like whatever the case may be, like you have to be able to focus on what you're doing and blocking out everything else. So yeah. You just said it way better than I said it. So. Uh, I, I just, I wrangled it up for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> On the topic of, of measurable standards, um, when it comes to EMS versus the whole fire thing, at least within the city of New York, fire is seen as a more desirable job. Therefore, they have the, the ability to be, uh, to a level, a little bit more selective than they would on the EMS side of things. But me and Christine aren't arrogant to the point we think we can physically change uh, procedure practices within FDNY. Our goal here is ultimately to be the change we want to see and infiltrate that way by affecting individuals, by kind of giving them the spark to, to, to want to be fit, to spread the message or the positivity of fitness. That's how we ultimately affect change. And we know, again, we don't have any kind of ability or say to say to have a measurable standard to say, if you can't make it doing X, Y, and Z, you're not going to be on this job. Our goal is ultimately to get them get to people prior to them getting on and give them the education, give them the know-how to not only train themselves, but ultimately affect the change in the people around them. So there may not be uh, a standard that we can act uh, that we can actively change with on the job, at least not yet anyways, but the change is gonna occur from the people we ultimately try to affect. And that 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 really is more so what we're trying to do. So on EMS, the goal would be to get people who are more fitness oriented and give a shit about the job and give a shit about their crew on EMS. Same thing on fire, same thing on PD. So they may not necessarily need to be in an, again, the utopian world, that measurable standard, but rather just the people with the right mindset to want to affect the change on their department. And I have to say, like, I, I feel like I'm the perfect example or exhibit of that. I'm, I found you guys on Instagram. I don't know how, have no idea, but I'm so glad I found you guys, um, followed and saw that the workouts, daily workouts you guys were providing along with, um, visual instructions on how to perform the exercises because during, you know, COVID everything was shut down. So these were a godsend, um, found out that- Sorry if I tortured you at all. (laughs) I was about to say, found out that Christine- All the credit, I had some of those. She, she made me hurt so many- Ways. Um, you didn't realize your core had that many muscles until you no, have to use them. I yeah. didn't until the next morning, and I was like, I can't breathe. Um, but so, you know, fast forward, you guys held, um, you know, these outdoor trainings in Brooklyn. I dragged my butt out at 6 a.m. for an hour and a half drive. Just we thank you very out. much for that. It's we thank you very yeah, much. We look forward to seeing you too. All brain chipper, like, hey, I'm here. You can die in five minutes, but hey. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend, yeah, we took took yeah. a drive together. Thank God she came, but um, because that's a long way by yourself. Anyway, so you know, and I was literally across the football field, and here's Christine with her hands up, screaming my name, 
And that's the only, that's like such a beautiful way to greet like essentially a stranger. And you were just, you both were like, thank you for coming out. This is awesome. All right, get ready to get your ass kicked. And, <laughs> and, you have water. Yeah. We have a reputation of hold. <laughs> but since then I had what, like maybe five workouts with you guys since, you know, mm -hmm. I can, I go when I can. And, um, but afterwards, you know, you both don't mind. I don't want to say don't mind, but you both like enthusiastically engage in answering questions that I might have about the job or physical fitness, so on and so forth. And we'll like geek out for like two hours or an hour and, and any questions I may have about the academy, about fire operations. I know I brought, you know, uh, I brought a PSS with me and I was like, how do you do two half hitches? You know, like literally anything I had questions about, you both were so ready to give any knowledge that you had about it. And that's like such a, a different thing that I have found. Like I, I, I belong to a hometown gym and I credit them towards my um, whole kind of fitness journey um, for fire. But like, I love the knowledge that you guys bring, um, both on social media as well as in person. And you can't beat that. And it's, that's hard to find. So I can attest that, like, the passion you both have um, is super genuine. And you honestly want to help these first responders in any facet possible. Well, I will and that's something we definitely do strive to do. Because the last thing we want to be uh, in, in the, I guess, in the, the wide world of social media is another look at me fitness account, which they're, they're, there's plenty out there. Uh, there's oh, yeah. a lot of guys that'll blow smoke up your ass. There's a lot of guys that'll offer to sell you a fitness program or sell an academy a fitness program. It's it, it's a lot of bells and whistles and bullshit. Yep, through some shade. Um, <laughs> but uh, what it ultimately comes down to is that we, we, we do just love what we do. And IGOS is, in, again, yes, at its core, it's a fitness program. Oh, I'm shaking the table, I apologize. At its core, it is a fitness program. But we, like I was saying earlier, and Christine can attest to it too, because anybody's approach or anything EMS, she's a, a wealth of information. It's it's a beautiful thing. We literally want to be a funnel for anything that's useful. And we kind of, and it, Seth, you've seen it with you, we've kind of said like, hey, listen, there, there's this information, but just, just fucking avoid that. Pay that no mind. Put that, put that on the back burner. Focus on X, Y, and Z first. You even had... Guys who've worked with us, Greg, who's a, a truckie in my battalion, and Mitch, who's my star pupil and one of my boys, just sit there and just kind of work with you. And that's all we're trying to build. A, it's not just a program. It's a, it's a small right, family, right. Community, a, a small group of people who genuinely give a shit and just want to see other people succeed. And I, people now. They've, they've both reached out to me since um, the Mitch and Greg that you mentioned. And yeah, it, it is just that. Like, I love that I build a friendship with both uh, you, Chris, and Christine, but um, yeah, now I'm, I'm talking to Greg about, um, you know, Firematic, same with, with um, Mitch, and it, it is, you, you both facilitated that. I wouldn't have found that if I didn't find you, so um, well, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing that you cultivate. Yeah, well, what we're trying to, we, we want to see people succeed that really want it. Um, obviously, you really want it, obviously, you really want it because I'm not saying you specifically, but whoever we, I guess, we're in connection with really want it because they show up. They show up because they want to do something. They want to do something because they want to succeed. They want, they want to do well. They want to, this is their career and they want to see it through. So anyone that's that enthusiastic and 
we, we want to see everyone succeed. That, that's just what it is. We, we never doom failure on anybody. That's not, that, that's not even in my heart. I can't do that. But, um, I mean, because you, Steph, now I'm actually going to type up one day, maybe on my, one of my 12 hour tours, I'll type up like necessities of what you need for the Academy, like, you know, snacks and stuff like, you know, what to prepare yourself, make sure you have two pairs of running sneakers. Like, that is some useful shit. Why the fuck didn't I think of that myself? I was, you know, like, Oh, all right, cool. Prepackage a bunch of stuff, simple stuff. But again, right. I had no idea. It's little things like that that we're trying to bring to the table as well. Yeah. I mean, I love it. The perfect example, again, of just people who, again, stuff much like yourself, Mitch. And, 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 and I preface Mitch just because one, we become very good friends. Uh, his wife is actually, well, they're expecting their second child, but she's on her way to being NYPD as well. Um, right, right. And he just graduated the most recent. Correct. Uh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So his story's a long time coming. I mean, with him, he, we both took the same test, and I did considerably better. He was one of the 98s that did not get hired on the job. He had everything done. All he needed to do was his run, and bam, we were inspired. So um, the kid came to us on the referral of a member of the fitness unit, and the kid came to, like a ball of fire. Yes, sir. No, sir. We, we quickly just kind of – it didn't take much for us to motivate him, but that's the kind of enthusiasm that ultimately makes it more fun for us because we can – those are people who can be pushed, who can be molded, and are most receptive to – the information that we provide. The hardest thing to do is to have somebody who's coming who, and again, this isn't a knock on any of the department, any volunteer department, but who spent time as a volley and thinks they know the just not just firematics, just firehouse culture, FDNY culture. It's like, listen, you're gonna have a, a, a tough time. You're in you're you're gonna struggle. And we had that with one of our clients. Ultimately, um, she wound up making way onto the job and seems to be doing okay. But we warned her early on, like, listen, you pump the brakes a little bit. It's the, it's the people who come with an ego, and that's just this is just some life stuff. Anybody who comes with an ego, they're going to have a tougher time doing anything and assimilating than anyone else. Mitch came in and just bought in immediately, and that's those are the most fun people to work with. Right. The energy yeah, we, just bounces back and forth. Yeah, we, we don't create miracles. You know what I mean? What we do is that we – we have the, the fitness in, like, that's basically the core of it. That's what brings people to us and what, you know, the, the communication between everybody is. But we kind of treat it like a family. And, I mean, once you get on a job, whether it's FD or your respective uh, towns or whatever, there's a, like Chris just said, there's a culture. And we kind of do that. Like, like, we were joking before how we banter back and forth. I, I, do, I do that with everybody. That's just whatever. Whatever. Like, we all do that. I do it during class all the time. That's why, like, even if I, when I wasn't working out because I had my back injury, I was there. I was kind of been like, I, I remember one time, part of, part of my language, I'm pretty sure I could say this, but I, they were doing push-ups, and, you know, we have a thing where it's supposed to be chest to deck, and I told them, I was like, listen, I want your tits sweat on my floor. They all left, and they kept pushing. <laughs> so, I mean, like, but that's the thing. Like, you joke around, but yeah, push at the same yeah, time. Wow. Like, I want to see tit sweat on my ground. Like, let's go. Like, whatever. Like, it, it's it's fun in a way, but it's, you know, it, like you said, we, we produce, like, I don't want, like, a family, because that's, yeah. that's what the culture is, you know? Well, now every time I do a push-up, I'm going <laughs> to give you tit sweat, and oh, yeah. I'm going to think of you every single rep, so. You, you're probably only going to do two, because you'll be laughing too hard, but... Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's not yeah. fair. You can't say things like tit sweat and get away with it. 
That's yeah, no. Can't say oh, pit sweat, and then you know we end up in fucking HR somewhere. Yeah. It <laughs> That's I true. From, uh, I go from Chris being a firefighter in Brooklyn to you know Chris being a firefighter in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> the power of being a female on this job. <laughs> well, I'm not. No comment. <laughs> exactly. As as far as my comments go on that, thank you very much. <laughs> so, um. Uh, in in conjunction to um, the Instagram page, what else? Um, like, how how can people get in touch with you? Um, what's what's the Instagram handle, and what can they like look out for in terms of like training if they're close by? If you know, because you you're located around where uh, Coney? Coney Island. We're, we're in Brooklyn. Um, the the our facility once it reopens up again. Um, is located right in Pony Island, and you can see the Wonder Wheel right from there. Um, but as of late, we've been doing uh, a lot, majority of our workouts in Bay Ridge, all in Brooklyn. Um, though we're not opposed to traveling to uh, volunteer houses. In. Um, but the easiest is, is social media. Me and Christine both run the uh, the NYC uh, IGY6 account. It's at NYC underscore IGY6 Fitness, and then there's myself, Chris at sorry. Chris underscore IGY6Fitness. And Christine's a little bit longer. Which one's yours? I don't remember. I think it's Christine M underscore IGY6NYC. I don't remember. I gotta look it up now. Let me look it up. Hold on. Give me a second. Man voice at IGY6Fitness. Man voice. Oh, there we go. Christine M23 underscore IGY6Fitness. Yeah, it's it's really long. Just hit us up on the on the, the program one. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Anyway, yeah. We website as well. If again, if you don't have Instagram, because you know we understand some people still live under rocks, it's okay. Uh, I got your six nyc.com. Uh, it directs you right to the website. There's a little chat blurb that pops right up that goes to both me and Christine. So you're not getting a bot if you're actually saying, "Hey, Chris, you suck." I see it, and I will respond. And, and I laugh. That's that's really awesome. All right, so like, um, yeah, if you everyone, if, if you know whoever's listening. Obviously, if you live close by or if you live like me where it takes you two hours to get home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Christine does that with me. The difference is I fucking live with send help. Oh, <laughs> uh, trouble. Christine, Chris, so, thank you for coming on our show and, and, and uh, you know, kind of uh, lost my words. Talking? Sharing? You want me to do it? <laughs> Take two. You know... <laughs> to share your story with us is what i'm trying to say words words yeah. we had fun this is um i mean uh, I, this this is i've done podcasts before but I, I generally just have fun with with the banter and just being able to just talk about um anything and anything especially when it pertains to something that we we love and we appreciate and we put a lot of our effort toward yeah this was my first so i just want to thank you guys for having us on it was great it was a lot of fun i had fun doing this